Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. <laughs> oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon. It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home to the Heat Strokes podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number four. I'm Brady Cannon, along with my special friend and guest, Matt Humans of VSIN. He is a senior editor and also hosts VSIN Tonight on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. You can follow him on Twitter, at MattHumans247. And Matt, I understand VEASAN has a pretty special promo going right now. You can get a full month subscription for just $9.99. It gives you access 24-7 to the channel, all the best bets, pro tips, all of that and more for less than $10. You can check it out at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome in once again, my friend. Of course, it is the Heat Strokes podcast. You and I play a lot of golf together in the dead heat of summer and Las Vegas and Arizona and Utah, but you know what? We have also played in Hawaii, in Kapalua, Maui. Now, Maui doesn't exactly reach triple digits, but uh, as I recall, I've never worn long pants and a sweater playing golf out there either. I think uh, it's pretty warm out there when you play golf. This certainly ranks pretty high on the heat strokes meter, yes? You know, sometimes it can be pretty windy too up there on the uh, hillside, Kapalua. If I rank the top five courses I've ever played, Kapalua Plantation course is going to be in that top five, Brady. It's a, it's an incredible course with uh, panoramic views like you're not going to see really anywhere else. And when you watch the Century Tournament of Champions every year in the first week of uh, January, those are just uh, views unlike any other in golf because uh, I've never played anywhere that's got uh, such a great backdrop for pretty much every hole in the course. and. It was worth uh, every penny when I played there, and I'd, I probably paid more to play golf there than I did anywhere else, too, but it was worth it. And I'd go back and play there again tomorrow for the same price. So I, re- I highly recommend the plantation course and the bay course for anyone who wants to golf in Kapalua and uh, have a lot of great memories of playing there and can't wait to go back. Yeah, the plantation course was designed by Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw. It's almost 7,600 yards from where the pros play it, but it really doesn't play that long for the average resort player because you do have a lot of elevation change. The course is built up against the West Maui Mountains, and you get a lot of downhill tee shots with that elevation change. So it really plays a little bit shorter than that 7,600 yards. And like you mentioned, tremendous ocean views on nearly every hole, very wide fairways, huge Bermuda grass greens. So you don't find yourself getting into too much trouble. Matt, what is it that you find yourself liking the very most about the plantation course at Kapalua? Well, first of all, I thought it was uh, Jing, but not too stiff of a challenge. I'll tell you one thing, the wind 
made it difficult. Today I was there, the winds were 30 miles an hour. And Brady, you know, I'm an average player anyway. And in the wind, I'm really uh, back to the wall. But that day I actually played pretty well. So I have, I have good memories of uh, down there. But what I liked the most was the fact on a par five about, I think it was about a 495-yard par five, the fifth hole, I hit one of the best three woods of my life and put it about 15 feet from the uh, pen and had a, um, oh man, had an eagle opportunity. And it still bothers me to this day because I, the putt was dead on. I couldn't have hit a better line on the putt. <laughs> Headed right for the middle of the cup. And the wind gusted about 30 miles an hour and stopped the ball one inch from the cup. That's what stopped uh. my birdie and my uh, eagle putt that day was a, a wind gust of about 30 miles an hour. But I'll tell you what I liked the most is the sunshine and the ocean views because it was a uh, picturesque postcard type of day when I was there. And I think a lot of days are like that at Kapalua on the plantation course, like you said, on the West Maui mountainside. Yeah, it is absolutely a beautiful property. I really enjoy the cook pine trees that famously line that driveway when you make your way up to the clubhouse. The clubhouse is beautiful. I, I don't say this about many golf shops, but it's actually worth shopping in that golf shop. They have so many nice items and souvenirs. Uh, it's just a beautiful place. And then it rolls over into the restaurant, which I've eaten at many times with family and friends. Sits high atop the hill there and looks over the 18th hole. And then they open the windows in that restaurant at night and you just sit there and have a wonderful meal with the breeze blowing through. It's just a tremendous property. My, my favorite hole is the par three eighth hole. And if you remember that one, Matt, it's about 185 yards uh, where us resort players play it. And it's a little bit downhill as well. You've got a little bit of an ocean view in the backdrop and you hit the ball over a canyon. Uh, it's just filled with lush vegetation and jungle in this canyon and a nice little par three to a horizontal green there. I did make birdie there one time. So that was my favorite hole on the course. Do you have a specific hole that you recall? Uh, I guess the hole that your favorite is the one that you almost made eagle on the par five. Well, that was not my favorite hole. That was just the best hole I played that day. Let's put it that way by far. I think uh, there was a there's a par four that goes over a ridge. And then when you uh, look down, you will remember this. I, I think it's 10 or 11. I can't remember. Uh, you're hitting down, kind of downhill a little bit to a green. And you have the Pacific Ocean and the backdrop. And it's uh, it's got to be one of the most, it's one of the most, maybe the most picturesque hole I think I've ever played. Plus, it's a pretty cool hole the way you can hit your drive up to the ridge on the top of the hill and then you have a downhill uh, iron shot to get to the green and it's uh I, I think that was my favorite hole in the course i tried to look up what number it was today and i couldn't recall uh which one but uh it's uh i've got pictures of it in my phone brady i'll show you some other time i've got a lot i tell you what i've got a lot of pictures in my phone from the the round i played at the course that day I think you're right. It might be 11. 10's kind of a weird hole that kind of goes around the corner. And I know what you're talking about. You're right. That view beyond the green of the ocean and Molokai is back there in the background and Lanai. It's really yeah, stunning good. for sure. Let's get over to the Bay course. I know you really love the Bay course. And that one is across the highway from the plantation, really uh, takes up a large part of the Kapalua property right there by the uh, Ritz-Carlton Resort and a few holes right on the coast. The Bay, Co uh, Bay Course opened up in 1975. It's hosted 
over 20 professional tournaments, both LPGA and PGA. And actually, this is kind of appropriate for this week. The uh, course was the site of Greg Norman's first professional win in the United States. The 17th hole, of course, the signature hole on the course. It's the only hole in the, uh, on the island of Maui that actually plays over the ocean. Now, I think the fairways are a little bit more tree-lined here with those cook pines that I talked about. Uh, there's Bermuda grass throughout the property on the fairways and the greens. What are your favorite uh, aspects about the bay course, Matt? Well, it's interesting because the, uh, the plantation course, you're up, like you said, on the West Maui mountainside, and you can see you know, pretty much uh, throughout the valley, and uh, the, you got great ocean views, and the bay course is a little bit different because you're right down there on the ocean side. You're closer to the water. And uh, like you said, that 17th hole, that was my favorite. I was going to mention that one, uh, the, the par three where you hit over the water to the green that's kind of extended out uh, over the water. And uh, that was a unique hole. I thought one thing about it, the, the plantation courts gets uh, so much hype because of the TV coverage for the Tournament of Champions, and I love it. Uh, but when I played the bay course uh, for – about half the price that week. I thought the Bay Course was very comparable, and I had just as good a time playing the Bay Course. So it's a different experience for sure. It doesn't have the prestige of the Plantation Course, but if you go there, it's a great value for the buck. Like if you're an advantage gambler looking for an edge, play the <laughs> Bay Course uh, because you're going to love it. I actually uh, there are a lot of holes out there I really enjoyed, and I thought the uh, you know if I go back. I'll play them both, but uh, I might play the Bay course first because um, I, I I thought that was uh, actually when I walked away, I said, I like that one just as much as the plantation course, just much different. And uh, when you tell people you play the Bay course, they don't really uh, relate to it as well as the, as the plantation because they see that one on TV in the Tournament of Champions and everybody wants to play that one. But the, uh, the Bay course is a sleeper. It's a hidden gem, Brady, and I recommend it to anyone who goes out there. Now that we're talking so much about golf in Maui. I can't wait to get my clubs out of the closet and I'm going to dust them off. I'm going to play this week. And now I can't wait to get back to Hawaii and play some golf. Yeah, I'm, the feeling is mutual and the Bay Course, a, a live underdog indeed. I, I really like the stretch of holes, uh, three, four and five, I believe it is, that kind of go along the coast there. And uh, if you go, you know, you get the views of the beach and all the bays that make up uh, the Kapalua area. If you start at like Napili Bay and head west to Kapalua Bay and just walk along the coastline there, that's one of the greatest walks you'll ever take in your life. And then you stumble across those, I think it's three, four and five number holes uh, at the Bay Course. Just an absolutely stunning stretch of earth. It always reminds me of Pebble Beach. I always say, you know, one of the most beautiful stretches of land you will find anywhere in the world. And I, I think that qualifies there on that stretch at the Bay, uh, at the Bay Course. Matt, you, you kind of went over your favorite story, uh, the par five at the Plantation Course. I wonder if you have another story. I have one of my own that I want to tell you here that uh, I experienced at Kapalua. But if you have another story that was one of your favorites uh, from either the Bay Course or the Plantation, let us have it. Well, believe it or not, Brady, all my golf stories are not about holes I played well. I've got a lot of bad uh, beat type of golf stories, <laughs> and uh, you, you've witnessed a few of them. We've been on the course. So. But I, on the 17th, that's why I have such a good recollection of the 17th, because uh, I think I put my drive about 40 feet from the pen. That's a big green out there when you're hitting over the water, and I actually made the birdie putt from about 40 feet. 
And I have the video to prove it because uh, Roxanne, who you know, she was with me out there. She's from Hawaii. She was with me on the course and she videotaped it that day, Brady. So I actually have proof that I made the 40-foot birdie putt on that hole. But that was uh, the biggest, best memory. And you know what? You're right about that stretch of holes, three, four, and five. Uh, that's an incredible stretch. And uh, your memory about which numbers the holes are a little bit sharper than mine. It's been a few years since I played out there, but uh, now that we're talking about it, I'm ready to get back out there this summer. Well, uh, you're right. I, now I remember that video where, where you made that 40-foot putt. Absolutely a great story there. Uh, now, my stare, uh, story, I think I've shared with you possibly before. Um, you've played with me enough times to know that I have this obnoxious, huge Titleist staff bag that, of course, says Brady the Kid Cannon right on the front pocket. Yeah. And I, I make my way towards the golf shop. I'm playing the plantation course. I'm by myself, just a single. And I make my way towards the golf shop and the outside services folks, they take my bag and they bring it around to where the carts are staged. And they're seeing this bag and, and my name on there. And they're kind of looking at me like, who is this joker? And I go into the golf shop and one of my friends in Maui set it up for me. He has a ton of connections and he actually got me, got my round comped. And apparently that's very rare at the plantation course. So the guys in the golf shop are also looking at me like, who's this joker? You know, who has a comp round? Is he a pro? They, they just don't know what to make of this whole situation. So I, I walk back out front and I head to the first tee and I'm out there by myself and nobody else is really around. I was teeing off fairly early in the morning. A little bit of rain is coming down. So it's a little bit uncomfortable. I step up to the tee box and it feels like every eye in the joint is on me. The pro shop, the outside services, they're like, okay, Brady the kid, this stupid golf bag he has, who is yeah. this guy? <laughs> I managed to completely duff a tee shot. It goes all of about two inches off the wow. ground, a worm burner, goes about 75 yards, barely past the forward tees. Embarrassed, I run out of there as quick as I can, jump in the golf cart, hit my second shot, which actually turned out to be pretty decent, and just got on my way and got the heck out of Dodge. It was uh, embarrassing and hilarious all at the same time. Hey, I can relate to that. Uh, that was actually on the first tee at the plantation course. There were a lot of people standing around watching, and uh, I didn't really welcome the pressure of a lot of people watching on the first tee because I actually had not, uh, I don't think I'd picked up a golf club in several weeks. And didn't even hit the range that day. So I just took a couple of practice swings, stepped up to the tee, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope I don't duff this shot off the tee and look like a complete fool. And uh, luckily, Brady, I nailed it right down the middle, over the hill, gets a great roll down the hill. And uh, I think I parted the first hole that they eased a lot of the pressure. But uh, I know what you mean. When you step up to that first tee and uh, a lot of people are watching you, it's a little bit different, right? It's a... Uh, you can feel the pressure, and the last thing you want to do is make a fool of yourself. So, And I've done that you before wonder, on a golf course, that's for sure. You wonder how these pros do it with uh, thousands of people bearing down on them, watching them week in and week out. Uh, green fees at the plantation course run between $450 and $500 per player. At the Bay course, about $250 to $300 per player. You can email them. Maui reservations at troon.com and you can find them on the web at golfkapalua.com or also on our website at deadheatgolf.com or you can pick up the phone and give them a call 808-669-8044 
or 877-Kapalua and tell them the fellows at the Heat Strokes podcast sent you. This is a Troon facility as well. So if you're a member at another Troon course around the country, you may be entitled to some benefits there at Kapalua. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, We'll get to our picks for the Mexico Open at Vedanta. We'll hear a, hear a few words from our sponsors here, Play Studios, BecentRealty.com, uh, Las Vegas Advisor, and then also FootballContest.com. Don't forget at checkout at FootballContest.com, use the promo code HEAT to save $50. More of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino right here in Las Vegas, coming up in just a moment. When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game we'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked, free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download My Vegas Slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're going to love it. And that's something you can bet on. Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over $10 million. Whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools, footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started. You pick the winners, we submit your picks. It's that easy at footballcontest.com. Attention all real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bescent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052, or go to BescentRealty.com. Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting. Think like a pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster buffet at the Palms and more than $400 in gambling free play match play and bonus offers up your gambling game today at LasVegasAdvisor.com that's LasVegasAdvisor.com welcome back to the heat strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district the go-to destination for all of fan kind gather here stay here eat here and celebrate here Fans get exclusive food and drink specials and one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways, photo ops, surprise appearances, and more. And the best part? It's all within walking distance of the stadium. Get the party started or keep the party going at the Fan District. 
Brady Cannon and Matt Humans with you here on the Heat Strokes podcast. And Matt, it is time to get to the plays for the Mexico Open at Vedanta, a 7,456-yard par 71 Greg Norman design located about a mile from the coast between Nuevo and Puerto Vallarta. The Mexico Open actually dates back to 1944, uh, but this is the second year the event has been a part of the PGA Tour schedule. And of course, John Rahm won the inaugural PGA Tour version last year, finished 17 under par. And Matt, I know you've done your research this week. This is a bomber's course. You've got five par threes, 11 par fours, and four par fives. Excuse me, five par threes, nine par fours, and four par fives with two of the par fives measuring over 600 yards in length. And more so, this was an interesting stat about how long this course is. More so than any other course on the PGA Tour, and by a wide margin, nearly 45% of the approach shots come from 200 yards or better. The fairways are very wide. The rough is basically non-existent. The greens are very large, and they feature a paspalum grass, as do the fairways. It's kind of a sticky, uh, spongy type of turf species that I think is very similar to Poana. And this also speaks to how much this is a bomber's course. Seven of the top 10 finishers on the leaderboard last year ranked in the top 16 in the field for driving distance. And speaking of the field, a pretty thin field we have here this week, Matt. Only three players ranking in the OWGR top 50. Of course, your defending champion, world number one, John Rahm, Tony Finau, and then Alex Norin. So I'm wondering how you tackled this handicap this week. We don't have a lot of course history to go off of. Just seen this course and this design in one year ago. So how did you handicap this one, the Mexico Open at Vedanta? I like uh, this tournament. I know it's not going to grab headlines because you've only got three of the top 50 players in the world, as you mentioned. But that we, you know what that means, Brady? There's going to be some bombs on that leaderboard on Sunday, some real long shots on that leaderboard. And you're going to have a chance to hit something big, I think, on the futures. As long as uh, Rombo doesn't run away with the tournament this week, I think it's going to be interesting on Sunday because you could have a 200 to 1, 300 to 1 type of shot up there with a shot, uh, like I said, to win this tournament on Sunday. And it's a bomber's paradise. There's no doubt about it. You mentioned it. One of the longest uh, places, one of the longest courses on tour over 7,400 yards. So I'm just looking for guys here. As much as I said, you can hit a long shot. You got to get lucky too. You just got to, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack because there's so many long shots who you can make a case for here. But basically when I handicapped this, I look for a guy who's got a track record for putting well on Paspalum greens. And you know who that is, Brady? Patrick Rogers. Mm. If you look at strokes gained on Paspalum, He's got positive statistics here. He's also a guy who finished, who's, who's trending in the right direction. He, in the Valero Texas Open, he finished fifth at Hilton Head, top 20. Still searching for his first win here. And uh, it's going to be a pretty good opportunity for him to get it, being the, uh, what, the sixth, uh, fifth or sixth player near the top of the odds board this week. If John Rahm trips up a little bit, and Tony Finau is not in the greatest form right now either. And he's losing strokes off the tee. So you're talking about Rom, Finau, and then pretty much anybody's tournament after that if those guys uh, trip up. So Patrick Rogers, pretty good form, puts well on the surface. And actually, he's got a positive history here, Brady. He finished 10th, only four strokes back of Rombo in last year's tournament. So I think there are a lot of things pointing to Patrick Rogers at 33-1 to 1 
as a player you can play. Aside from that, you ask me about my philosophy. I'm taking guys who are long off the tee, and I'm taking a couple of the biggest hitters uh, on tour. Actually, Cameron Champ, who's not having a good year by any means. But that doesn't mean he can't wake up this week. Cameron Champ at 130 to 1. He's uh, obviously a bomber, and he's got a positive history at Augusta, Brady. You know, I've talked about that in the past. Believe it or not, Cameron Champ has been a contender at Augusta and has played well there. He's capable of busting out this week. But how about Brandon Matthews? He's buried in the middle of this odds board. And right now, PGA Tour driving distance stats. Rory McIlroy's number one. One of my favorite players, Cameron Young, is number three. And Brandon Matthews is number two, 320 yards on average, number two on the tour and driving distance. And we've got Brandon Matthews at 200 to one. Another guy who's quietly been a contender in a few tournaments this year, playing really well, and sometimes he's outplayed Cameron Young, is Carson Young. I'm going to take one guy near the top of the odds board, Brady, that I feel like he's got a shot. And that's Patrick Rogers. And then I'm just going to take three bombs here and hope one of them has a big week. Talking about Cameron Champ, Brandon Matthews, and Carson Young. Yeah, a few bombs for the Bombers course. Looks good to me. Uh, yeah, I absolutely looked at driving distance. I looked at strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach. You have to look at that week in and week out. I looked at birdies or better gained. And then I looked at that whole proximity from 200 yards or better on approach. I looked at uh, recent form, you know, who's playing well right now. And you mentioned the Valero Texas Open, Patrick Rogers finishing well there just a few weeks ago. That's also a Greg Norman design, TPC San Antonio. Some, so that makes some sense there in that regard as well. As far as correlated courses, I also looked at Corrales, the home of the Corrales Punta Cana Championship, another coastal design with the past Palum. I also looked at Torrey Pines, a big boy golf course where you have, you know, bombers typically prevail and you have a similar surface in Poana and of course the coastal breezes and what have you off the coast there in La Jolla. And then finally, I looked at uh, the country club of Jackson where they hold the Sanderson Farms tournament. Um, I wonder if this is, uh, you know, such a new tournament, Matt, that maybe you dumb down the risk a little bit, uh, or do you fire on this one just like you would any week? You know, this is a course that is new to our handicap, not only the tournament, but the design as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting smaller uh, money on this tournament this week. This is kind of an entertainment type of tournament where you hope you can hit a bomb. It'd be great to uh, brag about that on uh, Sunday night if it if we hit it, but now this is more of a uh, Dom DeMarco's type of week for me, uh, Brady. It's more <laughs> of a, a beer and pizza money type of tournament and uh, one you can have a little bit of fun with here trying to hit a long shot. We're not going to pretend this is Augusta. This is not Masters week where I've got a ton of money spread out all over the board on futures matchups and position bets and all sorts of props. This is a different type of tournament in terms of uh, how you're going to bet it this week for sure. Well, let's get to our guest picks and our guest uh, kind enough to join us this week submitting his picks is Andy Lack and Andy Lack is fresh off of an outright win last week in New Orleans landing correctly on the team of Davis Riley and Nick Hardy. He is the host of the Inside Golf podcast. He's a data analyst for rickrungood.com and a contributor to Golf Digest and also Odds Checker. You can follow him on Twitter at ADP Lack Sports. 
outright winners for Andy Lack, Wyndham Clark at 21 to 1, Gary Woodland at 35 to 1. Here you are, Patrick Rogers, 36 to 1, Will Gordon at 70 to 1, and Joseph Bramlett at 90 to 1. Certainly five bombers there all across the outright card for Andy Lack. And then full tournament head-to-head matchups. Gary Woodland at minus 145 over Maverick McNeely. Emiliano Grio at even money over Nikolai Hoygaard. Alex Smalley at minus 135 over Taylor Pendrith. Will Gordon minus 120 over Ben Martin. Lanto Griffin at plus 120 over Luke List. Andrew Novak at even money over Grayson Sig. And Kevin Chappell at even money over your guy, Matt, Cameron Champ. Anything jump out at you there on Andy's selections? Uh, Gary Woodland jumped out. I considered him, and uh, I did not play him. You know, Gary Woodland has not won since the 2019 U.S. Open of Pebble Beach, Brady. I know. I know. And, and it's a pretty amazing because, you know, he remains one of the better players in the world, and he's playing pretty well this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he got it done this week. He certainly fits the mold. But, yeah, you're right. We haven't seen a, anything much out of him, uh, you know, other than some top 10s and some top 20s in, in four years now. That's yeah, a little bit surprising. I was at Pebble Beach that day when Woodland won that tournament. Of course, I had nothing on him at Pebble Beach, kind of like a Cinderella story out of nowhere when he won that day. And he hasn't won since. So he just happened to get hot that week. Catch lightning in a bottle and uh, win a U.S. Open. His form's not very good. I thought about playing. You know, he's obviously got uh, the profile. He's got the. He's a class player in a tournament with not a lot of class players and a lot of long shots. So I thought about Woodland. I actually, I thought about Wyndham Clark actually minus one forty over Gary Woodland as a matchup play this week. But I did not play any on the matchup side. Just, uh, you know, like you and I just talked about. This is not a tournament where I'm going to throw a bunch of money out there this week. Well, what about uh, a couple of position prop bets that you have? I know you went over your outrights, but you do have a couple of guys to uh, get home with a top 10 finish. How about if you ramble on those? You know, Wyndham Clark, who I just talked about, actually played well uh, last week in New Orleans, plus 180 to finish in the top 10. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win the tournament. That was one of uh, Andy Lack's picks. Wyndham Clark at around 20 to 1. I'll take him a plus money to finish top 10. I think uh, he's in pretty good form heading into this tournament. And actually, he's a really good Irons player. And I think, uh, you know, even though he's not the longest off the tee, I think his iron play and his play around the green is going to keep him in the hunt this week. So let's go Wyndham Clark top 10. And, you know, Tony Finau has been a little bit erratic with the driver and his putting stats have regressed a little bit recently. But Finau is a horse for the course, Brady. A year ago... Only one stroke back of John Rahm on this course. And in fact, Rombo, I felt like was lucky to win this tournament a year ago. If you watched it, he was kind of leaking oil uh, when he got to the finish line, but he held on and Tony Finau pushed him, was one stroke back. So let's go top 10 Tony at minus 110 and Wyndham Clark in the top 10 at plus 180. All right. Very good. I like it. My outrights, I played five of them, and all of them fit the bomber mold as well. I also played them to finish top 20. And Matt, like you, I, I dumbed down the risk a little bit. I didn't get too crazy this week. Uh, we'll be back in action at uh, full-scale wagering for the Wells Fargo next week, I imagine. But I did go with Wyndham Clark, got him at 20-1. to 1. 
Will Gordon at 66 to one. By the way, Wyndham Clark just recently finished sixth at Corrales, one of our correlated courses. And, and you mentioned Patrick Rogers on a pretty good run. Wyndham Clark really playing well this year as well. He's got five top 10 finishes. And in his mm -hmm. uh, last four starts, he's finished top six three times. So he is certainly a hot golfer right now. Luke List, I played at 66 to one. I talked about Torrey Pines being a correlated course. He has a win there. Uh, you and I, I believe, Matt, were both on Zalatoris, losing in that playoff to Luke List a couple years ago. He's also got a 10th, a 12th, and a 25th, uh, 25th place finish at Torrey Pines. Joseph Bramlett, I match up with him with Andy Lack. I got him at 70 to one. A couple of top 10s this season, also has a 13th at Torrey Pines and at Corrales. And then Lanto Griffin at 135 to one. I've seen this guy actually as low as 66 to one. Uh, but Lanto Griffin is a guy I remember who uh, I landed on at Torrey Pines one year and he ended up finishing seventh. He's done really well at Torrey with a seventh, a 12th and a 30th. He had some injuries the last couple of years, but has been coming back pretty well and did well at this tournament last year. Also finished 15th at the rec uh, recent Bolero Texas Open, which I mentioned Patrick Rogers fared well as well. Another Greg Norman designed TPC San Antonio. And then full tournament head-to-head -head matchups. I took Wyndham Clark at plus 165 over Tony Finau. I, I just felt that was a pretty ridiculous number there. And then Benny on I took at even money over Bo Hostler. And now, Matt, it is time. You mentioned pizza money this week. It is time for our pizza money play of the week, brought to you by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and Bar, located right here in Las Vegas in the Summerlin area. I'll give you mine, and I know you have one as well. Mine is going to be the 72-hole winning score under 266 and a half. And what that means is your winner is going to have to get to 18 under par or better. Now, last year, John Rahm won it at 17 under par. But in the afternoons along the coast here, there is some wind that can really kick up. And it did so last year to the tune of like 30 mile an hour gusts in the afternoon. And it made a big difference if you teed off in the morning or the afternoon. Now, the forecast this year looks pretty mild, just 10 to 15 mile an hour winds throughout the day. Now that could change because we are at a coastal location here that can change in a minute, but I'm betting that that wind is going to be a lot more calm this year, Matt. And I think we'll get to 18 under par better. It's funny. I considered that one actually for the pizza money play uh, this week, but I, I went a different direction, uh, Brady. And uh, I went with Maverick McNeely to win for the first time on tour at 51. Now nothing about his current form and the fact he's been a little bit injured this season. Nothing about Maverick McNeely indicates that he's going to bust out and win this week. Probably nobody's going to bet him, and that's why I'm playing him. It's a contrarian play on Maverick because all the betters who kept thinking he was going to win eventually and were playing him week after week after week have jumped off the bandwagon. It's deserted, Brady. There's plenty of good seats available on the Maverick McNeely bandwagon. So I'm going to jump on it this week just because the odds have floated back up to uh, a range of 50 to one where I feel like he's playable in a weak field, right? A watered down field. And uh, who, who, who knows? Nobody had Florida Atlantic and San Diego State in the final four either. Uh, so let's go Maverick <laughs> McNeely uh, to win this week at the Mexico Open. Stranger things have happened. That's a pizza money play. Brady, I've got an idea. Sunday night. Let's go out to Dom DeMarco's out in uh, West Charleston, out there by Red Rock and uh, have a few beers and uh, eat some Italian food, maybe grab a pizza. What do you think? 
It sounds like a plan to me, my friend. And I'll tell you what, if we win our pizza money plays, we'll be able to buy a lot of Dom DeMarco's pizza. That's true. Can't <laughs> wait. By the way, here's a tip. If you go to Dom DeMarco's, get Graham's meatballs, some of the best meatballs I've ever had. Ah, ah, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Heat Strokes podcast brought to you by the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas. In case you need to revisit all the picks and the, all the information, you can find that at deadheatgolf.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, the video version will be up on YouTube later this evening. You can check out my YouTube channel at Heat Strokes Podcast. I want to thank our crew, Tom Catlin on video, Jeremiah Crow of Green Roll Media on the audio, and Trifco on the creative design. And thank you, of course, to our very special guests, Matt Humans of VSIN. Check out all of his work and everything that VSIN has to offer at vsin.com. We will be back at this time next week for another golf course review and also our picks for the Wells Fargo Championship at the Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. Stick around for just a minute folks after the show we'll give you all the information on how you can find and follow us if you go to maui play the kapalua courses and enjoy the mexico open at vedanta everybody before we get out of here matt please remind everyone stay hot you've been dialed into the heat strokes podcast with brady cannon presented by mandalay bay resort and casino in las vegas and produced in conjunction with green roll media the world's premier sports betting podcast network subscribing to the show on youtube is easy just search heat strokes podcast follow us on social media at las vegas golfer and at heat strokes pod if you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and, Cash tickets. and tickets. We'll see you next week.